ask you this. Let, let, let me ask you this. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Sports Central. Chicago Sports Conversation with Adam Hogue. Go, 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 go. This is Sports Central. On demand and streaming live on WGNRadio.com. Welcome in. This is Sports Central, Tuesday, March 13th. And oh, it's a good day if you're a Chicago Bears fan. As Ryan Pace goes out and gets Allen Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mitch Trubisky finally has a true number one to throw the football to. So it's a big day for the Bears, and this is how we're going to do things. Because it's free agency. And we're going to spend the whole show talking about the Bears anyway. So, it's going to be a Hogan Johns takeover show. We'll look at the tape. Hogan Johns. I think we got to um, come out hard and stay hard. Part of Chicago's best Bears coverage. I don't know. Now, here they are. They're day-to-day in my mind. WGN Radio's very own Adam Hogan. violent. <laughs> and the Chicago Sun-Times, Adam Johns. What an a-hole. Hug it, chug it, football! What's going on? Welcome in Hogan Johns slash Sports Central today as we do a Hogan Johns takeover. The takeover! Yeah, I, I like it. So, I know our listeners are like all concerned. Well, it's not going to be the same podcast. It is, from this point forward. You just had to put up with a Sports Central Open. It wasn't that bad, was it? (laughs) Don't worry, everybody. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. All right. So it's Adam Hogue, Adam Johns. Episode 148 of the Hogan Johns podcast. We are taking over Sports Central today. A couple reasons. The most obvious being, and I'm not going to lie about it, why should I do the same show twice today? (laughs) All of Sports Central was going to be the reaction to the Allen Robinson signing and Adam Johns probably would have been on the show. So we're recording a podcast anyway. Let's just make it all in one. And that's the beauty of Sports Central. And we're covering the top stories every single day on WGNRadio.com. And when it's bear stuff, well, you're going to hear a lot of me and Adam Johns talking. Uh, and when it's not, you're going to hear other topics. But so part of the reasons we're doing this too, if you don't already subscribe to Sports Central, you should be. We do it live 1 to 2 p.m. every day on WGNRadio.com and the WGN Radio app. And you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play. Just search WGN Sports Central, just like you do Hogan Johns to subscribe to this podcast uh, when we do it. And the biggest reason I'm saying that is because probably for the rest of this week, we're going to be talking a lot of Bears free agency. And while we don't do Hogan Johns daily, we do do Sports Central daily. So we're going to have a ton of stuff the next few days on Sports Central as well. But more importantly, what's going on, Adam Johns? Busy night overnight. I did not expect to wake up to the Allen Robinson news like that, but that was that was fun. Fun morning. Yeah, 2 a.m. breaking news. Everybody sleeps in this world but Adam Schefter. You know, who I, I don't know how he does it sometimes, but, you know, mad respect to him. 2 in the morning, Allen Robinson intends to sign with the Chicago Bears. Not at all that surprising. But a very good get, I would say, for Ryan Pace in landing his top target of free agency. If you don't already, you should be following us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Plenty of reaction to the signing on there and news as it breaks this week. Uh, You can 
read us at wgnradio.com slash bearschicagosuntimes.com as well. I already told you about how to find the podcast. Here's why I like Alan Robinson. And I, I was on with Justin Kaufman last night on WGN Radio. And was we were kind of having the Sammy Watkins... Uh, the Sammy Watkins talk was heating up a little bit, right, last night? So... Uh, I was making a case for Allen Robinson instead, and, and a few reasons. One being, I love that he's only 24, which Watkins is still young too, but 24 with upside. Also, I think that he... It turns out both of these guys, yes, they're expensive, but you're not paying a ridiculous amount of money for them, right? So uh, that that was one reason why I thought Ryan Pace might dive into uh, this tier of wide receivers. Uh, because it made we we know he's been reluctant to pay a really really huge amount of money and throw it at guys, but because Robinson's still young and this isn't a ridiculous amount, and we're not talking six years, a hundred million, and then also Mitch Trubisky, this guy put his career on the line for the quarterback. You know he and Matt Nagy are going to do everything possible to get him targets this off season to help him out. It just all signs pointed to this happening, and I think it's a good sign that the Bears got it done because it, so it it's it's an indication that players do want to come play for Matt Nagy and be with Mitch Trubisky. You had to sign somebody. You absolutely have to sign somebody with Mitch Trubisky being here, with Matt Nagy being here, with the, the, the millions upon millions upon millions of cap space that you have. Yes, there is risk attached to every single free agent signing. And yes, Ryan Pace's history is is bad. The, the the list of misses is a lot longer than the list of successes. Like, what do you got? Akeem Hicks and Danny Trevathan? Maybe that's it in terms of success stories. You got Mike Glennon and others and, and company in terms of his misses. But you had to do something at wide receiver. It's not that great of a draft class. You have Mitch Trubisky entering his second season. You have this offensive-minded head coach. So if Ryan Pace felt some pressure to spend some money, good. He should have felt it. He needed to bring somebody in to sign uh, to, to throw to, to be a pass catcher for for Mitch Trubisky and it cannot have been Kevin White cannot have been Cam Meredith Josh Bellamy all those guys you needed somebody who was proven yes there is some risk with every free agent signing and probably even more so in Allen Robinson because he's coming off a season where only had one catch he tore his ACL last year but you had to bring in somebody if you didn't that's an extremely bad look for Ryan Pace so yeah kudos to him for finding the right deal for the right player, at least in my mind. I, I 100% agree with you. If I had to choose between Watkins and Allen Robinson, I would have gone the Allen Robinson route. It, it's funny because as the I wake up this morning and I see all these tweets on my phone right away, the notifications, and the fir- they show up in order, so the newest ones are on top. And the, So the first ones I see are from like 10 minutes ago. They, they may have even been what woke me up. And it was all about Sammy Watkins signing with the Chiefs. And I'm go- and so those are the only ones I see at first, and I- and so even though I was a Robinson guy over Sammy Watkins, I'm going well based on what Brad Biggs reported last night. The idea that Watkins was the number one target for the Bears, I'm going well. That's not exactly a good sign if it number one target just went to Kansas City where Matt Nagy just was. Like that doesn't really sit well, right? But then I scroll down more, scroll down more, and I see oh six hours ago. They had already locked up Allen Robinson. That makes a lot more sense. Because I do think that's part of this conversation, Adam. How attractive 
are the Bears right now. We've seen the last couple of years, based on reports, that Pace has gone out and at least entertained the idea of spending more money on one of these top-tier guys, and those guys have gone elsewhere, whether it was Stephon Gilmore, uh, Janoris Jenkins a couple of years ago, right? Uh, yep. It, and, and so for if this year they didn't land either Robinson or Watkins, that would have been, to me, really alarming, considering you now have the offensive head coach, you have what you think is a franchise quarterback who I think is well-received around the league. So I, I just think... Beyond the impact that I think Robinson will have, and beyond the money that you always risk on this, I just I think that's part of the conversation here and a really good sign for the operation at Hell's yeah. Hall right now. Can I say something, though? I, I think the situation sometimes is extremely overrated. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars have been signing guys left and right every single year since I've been on the Bears beat, and they've I, I would never consider them a, a marquee destination. I don't care if they got Blake Bortles at number three. They actually became maybe even a worse situation as time went on for, for Blake Bortles and, and the Jaguars. Money money is what talks. Sure, Money is, is what gets the, these deals done. And I think sometimes the Bears were more resistant to go out outside certain parameters they had set, knowing that, hey, we don't have a quarterback. Hey, we got a lot of draft work that needs to be done. Hey, we're not a Stephon Gilmore away from being a perennial playoff team. Let's do this a different way. Let's not break our, our, record, our, our checkbooks here. Uh, let, let's be, I don't know if restricted, let's just be responsible with, with our spending sometimes. And I think the Bears right now are a different stage in their evolution on the right base. There's, there's a foundation, at least um, something that resembles a foundation being born. Yes, it, it starts with Trubisky, but you get Leonard Floyd now, Cody White here. A lot of these young core players are now the Bears' best players, uh, or players they consider their core players. So I, I get your point, and, and maybe the Bears have missed out on some of these guys. The Fon Gilmore, of course, rings a bell because of last year. But, look, money talks. If if There's a lot of players that sign with bad teams every single year because they get these lucrative deals. And you're going to see it again this year. Uh, even like the Chiefs situation, there's no guarantee that Patrick Mahomes is going to be something good. You know, So Sammy Watkins got more money than Allen Robinson. I'm sure that was a, a big factor there. But, yeah, I, I just think situation tends to be overrated. And I, I know the Bears situation has improved because they have Mitch Trubisky and Matt Nagy will speak to certain receivers. But money is what really talks in the end. At least that's in my opinion. All right, so let's talk about the impact that Allen Robinson will have on this team. A clear-cut number one receiver, assuming he's healthy, which, by the way, early word from what I understand is at a minimum by training camp, he'll be good to go uh, 100%. We may even see him earlier than that. Remember, the Bears are going to have an early mini-camp Um What's the date on that? Is it late April or it's, is in, it? it's in April? Yes. Yeah. So oh, right, it'll be before the draft. Um, so and they get that because of their new head coach. Uh, I don't know that we'll necessarily see Robinson by then, but um, the, the point being that certainly by training camp he should be good to go. And we're talking about a guy who, in my opinion, is a game changer for Mitch Trubisky. Uh, how many times have I said? over the last year, Adam, that in my opinion, I still would have used the franchise tag on Alshon Jeffrey last year just because I thought you needed that guy for Mitch in his rookie season. I know the plan wasn't to play him, but 
he lacked that go up and get it type guy, the big wide receiver with the big catch radius. And Allen Robinson is that guy. In fact, I think he plays a little bit bigger than his six three frame is. And he's a really good route runner. So in my mind, he is that number one wide receiver that the Bears have lacked. And then all of a sudden, Cameron Meredith looks better, right? Doesn't he? He looks better as a number two or number three option, depending on how this all shakes out. You don't worry about Kevin White as much because whatever he gives you this year is a bonus. You're not relying on him like you were last year. And it all has this trickle-down effect that is very, very positive uh, not just not only for the wide receiver unit, but the entire offense, and most importantly, the quarterback. Just a polished route runner, very accurate, very precise to run all the routes. You know, there's certain players that struggle with certain routes and concepts and whatnot. Allen Robinson, by all accounts, from what I've heard, and you talk to some of these video analysts, very just. Uh, a polished route runner, by far the Bears' best receiver on the, on the roster. I mean, you want to compare uh, him physically to Kevin White? Yeah, similar size, about 6'3", but Kevin White coming out of college needed a lot of work with his route tree. At this point in his stage of his career, still needs work on that route tree. Al Robinson, yes, he's returning off a serious injury, but he has established himself as a polished route runner. I mean, he had just a couple of years ago, he had a 1,400-yard receiving uh, season, 14 touchdowns that year. Uh, yes, there are some concerns with, with him, and I think we should raise those, Adam. The, the ACL thing, obviously, his uh, production in 2016 was significantly lower than what he did in 2015. Now, I think some of that can be attributed to Blake Bortles, and I, I think some of the regime changes in Jacksonville kind of speak to that, why they needed to do better by Blake Bortles and do better by everybody else there offensively. But the ACL thing, yes, it's... I don't want to call it alarming. There is risk attached to that. But just to compare to to Sammy Watkins, look, Sammy Watkins is 24 like Allen Robinson, and he's going to be on his third NFL team under the age of 25. Yeah. So there, there, there's risk in that involved uh, as well. And he's got an injury uh, history to be um, cognizant of. That's alarming as well. And see a guy be on his third NFL team in – you know, in his what his fifth NFL season, I think that's an alarming sign. Yes, um, and I think the word out of Jacksonville, it was surprising that Allen Robinson was allowed to leave him for agency. So you always wonder why these guys are available. But just to compare them to Sammy Watkins, look, both have injury concerns. Watkins being on his third team, leaving the Rams. Like, why didn't the Rams, who have Jared Goff, not make a big push to resign this guy? You know, they're, they're making all sorts of moves. Uh, on defense, even offensively, they think they just signed uh, a, a center, according to, to Twitter here. So why is Sammy Watkins no longer in the Rams mix? That's a question that needs to be answered, not only by us, but by the Bears and their pursuits of free agency. That's why I think Allen Robinson, despite his ACL, might be the safer choice here. Yeah, and and, and that's always the fair thing to, to bring up uh, in I've been saying this over the last few days. No matter who it is, you always have to ask your question, why is this guy available? Now, I do think there are exceptions. It's not always a negative. And I do think in Allen Robinson's situation, I was a little bit surprised that Jacksonville didn't put the tag on him. But he is coming off an ACL injury. Uh, and that does complicate matters. And then once you don't do that and a guy hits the open market, I mean, would you rather play for Blake Bortles or Mitch Trubisky? You know, would you rather be in Jacksonville or Chicago? I think there's enough signs here that point to 
there's not some huge underlying issue for why he left Jacksonville. Whereas you bring up fair points with Sammy Watkins. Why did the Bills trade him? Why, you know, they, they, they invested so much in Sammy Watkins. Didn't they trade up to get him a few years ago in the draft? Didn't they give up a ton for him? So then, and, and, and he's physically imposing. He's got all the physical gifts. I, I get yeah. it, but look at his production last year for the Rams. It's not like he let the he let the world on fire. Well, and I've heard really good things about the guys that took over the Bills last year, and how they were all, all automatically decided we're getting rid of the guys that don't fit here, and they traded Sammy Watkins pretty quickly. So why did that talented guy not fit? You know, that's a huge question to me. And then why did the Rams not tag him and instead they went with Tremaine Johnson, right? So I'm with you on this one. I mean, there's there's way more red flags with Sammy Watkins than there are with Allen Robinson. And the one thing that I don't want to always bring up all these foxisms, but the one foxism I actually <laughs> I, I actually did like was when he would talk about owies versus injuries, right? Uh, and to me... Watkins has more of these owies, the kinds of stuff that held Alshon Jeffrey back, right? Whereas Allen Robinson has a legitimate, legitimate injury. And, and so these days with ACLs, people come back all the time, and it's not that big of a deal. I, I, I'm more concerned when guys have chronic issues that never seem to go away or they're pulling muscles all the time or you know, certainly in Kevin White's very unique situation. He keeps breaking bones in his body. Uh, I'm not too worried about an ACL tear. Yeah, you start to wonder about his fitness habits, his off-season preparation, his regime in that regard. And again, I, I want to drive this point home. Why is he on his third team in five years? That, to me, is alarming. You know, let, let all the bells go off, all, all that stuff. I get why you're interested in him. I get why the Bears probably looked at him as one of their top targets. He's got the physical gifts. Maybe he had a high draft grade on him five years ago. But there is a lot of risk attached to a guy that is leaving a team, by all accounts, that is very similar to yours. The Bears are like, compared to the Rams like every single day. You know, Jared Goff, Mitch Trubisky, Sean McVay, Matt Nagy, there are so many similarities between these two teams. or There are so many parallels that people want to draw between those two teams. Why are the Rams... That one team that's always compared to you, letting this guy leave. Yeah. Why is he not a fit for them no longer? Why can they not find a way to keep him? Look, these guys aren't getting five-year, six-year deals. They're getting three-year contracts because the CBA is going to be up. So there is a way to finagle these contracts to, to, to make them work for you. Why are the Rams not doing that for Sammy Watkins? That would be alarming to me. Yeah. Uh, it, it, now let's 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 uh, turn the page a little bit. I mean, the, I think we we're obviously in agreement here that Allen Robinson is a big deal. But what else do the Bears need to do here with the the wide receivers uh, report? Who was it? I, I'm getting all these reports mixed up now. Was it Rappaport who said that Albert Wilson signing with the Dolphins? Um, it's and everyone kind of assumed he was going to the Bears because of what Brett Veach, the Chiefs GM, said at the combine, uh, mentioning Matt Nagy. But Wilson sounds like he's going to go to the Dolphins. I I don't think that's that big of a deal. I no, I, no. I tweeted this out this morning. Uh, there's plenty. I I wasn't a huge fan of that to begin with. He, guy hasn't had that much production. He's undersized. 
I, I forget the terms of the deal, but it was still like $24 million or something like that for a guy that really hasn't had that much production. I like the slot receivers that are in the draft, specifically around the, the area of the second round. And also, it's like everyone forgot that Tariq Cohen exists. I mean, I look at Cohen, I, at least I, I'm hoping that he's on the field a lot in the slot when Jordan Howard is on the field too. I want to see those guys on the field together more, and I do think that's something that Matt Nagy's going to tap into. So this idea of paying Albert Wilson all that money, it just never really added up to me. Yeah, I had heard at the Combine that he was asking for $7 million a year. So what did Rap Sheet report? He got... Three years, $24 million, so he exceeded that. So obviously there was a market for him. Mm-hmm. But, look, teams always overpay in free agency. You can argue that Sammy Watkins and, and uh, Allen Robinson got overpaid in, sure. in a sense. But that's what the market dictates sometimes, right? Players get paid in free agency, especially early on. Like the day one free agency guys always get a lot of guaranteed money up front. That's just how it goes. But Albert Wilson, 5'9 speedster, to give a guy like that over seven million dollars a year, we were talking earlier about being, you know, financially responsible and not doling out contract after contract. I think this applies in this situation. He's a nice player. Obviously, Matt Nagy has some familiarity with him. Obviously, that works both ways. We, we could see why this is, is a good place for him in a lot of respects. He has value on and off the field. But $7 million for a guy who's 5'9", who's probably a slot receiver at best, and has limited production over four years, I think it's okay if the Bears pass. I think they could go to the second tier of free agency and find somebody else who could fill that role. And, yes, you still have Tariq Cohen who could be something for you. Yes, you have Adam Shaheen, who you should expect more of, you know, as your middle-of-the-field option as well. You know, your, your second-round pick, your tight end there. So, it's okay. I don't think you got to be heartbroken over the loss of Albert Wilson. Is it, is it even a loss? Uh, that, that's very debatable. 42 receptions last season, 554 yards, three touchdowns. That's his career high. I'm sorry, but that's not worth $8 million a year. That, no, it's, no. It's just not worth $8 million a year when you, again, isn't that what you want out of Tariq Cohen? Next season, as he's as a running back who might end up in the slot, you know, I mean that's the kind of production you're hoping out of a out of a running back who who's lining up in that position, uh, and you're probably still going to add somebody else here in, in the draft or or in free agency. We'll see how this all goes down. And let's not also forget, like Cam Meredith, that's how he came in. That's how he started having all success. Was actually in the slot. And and all of a sudden, last year, we start probably overrating Cam a little bit and calling him a number one just because that's where he was on the Bears' depth chart. That's not where you want him. That goes back to what I was saying about adding Robinson. It slides everyone down a peg, which is a really good thing. So I guess right now what I'm saying is I'm not concerned about the slot at all uh, for the Bears, and I, I'd rather see that money used elsewhere. Yeah, you could probably even re-sign Kendall Wright if you wanted for half the cost of what... Sure, uh, Wilson got in, in Miami, and you know, with with less years, so you're, you're not on the hook for for three years in whatever the guaranteed portion of that contract is. And I think it's another great example of sometimes the situation being overrated. I, I get that Adam Gase connects with players. I get that he is a wizard offensively, but you know what? What's going to happen with Ryan Tannehill? Is is he really going to come back and be what? Uh, 
the Dolphins think he still can't can be. There's a lot of uncertainty there. I mean, they're in the mix to move up and draft the quarterback. That's what all the rumblings were at the combine. I mean, so again, money is what speaks to some of these free agents, and I get that Wilson is actually from Florida, so I'm sure that helped in his decision making process too. But you throw that type of money to him compared to others, it, it probably made too much sense for Albert Wilson not to go to the tax-free state, his hometown tax-free state, his home state, I should say, of Florida. Yeah, and uh, and now he gets to go work with Dow Loggins. Golly. Yeah. Good old Dow. Golly. <laughs> I saw Dow at the Combine. Yeah, he was making his rounds at the JW. Yeah, he seemed to, he seemed pretty happy to. I'm sure he is happy to end up in Miami with uh, Adam Gase, familiar familiar faces down there. Um, all right, now along the lines of Albert Wilson, let's talk about the tight end position. We we probably should have mentioned this even earlier, but the Bears are expected to sign Trey Burton too, who c- coming from the Eagles. And and the reason I bring up the Albert Wilson thing that we were just talking about was because this is not a guy with a lot of production and we'll see what the final numbers are here on this contract but you're probably overpaying here a little bit for the for the actual production he has delivered so i i like the upside with burton but i'm not totally in love with this signing the way i am with Allen robinson Absolutely not. I, I totally agree with you. I would assign Jimmy Graham more proven co- commodity that you know uh you know, of course, the connection is Ryan Pace drafted him in 2010 with the Saints. So you know what you're getting personality-wise, and he's still a productive player in his 30s. Yes, he does not fit the Bears' youth movement, but he would make more sense to me. I want to see the numbers on Trey Burton. I, I, I really do. 23 catches, 248 yards last year. I like the five touchdowns, but he was not their number one tight end. I think the Bears are still hoping that Adam Shaheen. I'm sure they visualize Adam Shaheen being their number one tight end. Ah, Trey Burton, 23 catches, five. T- I like the five touchdowns, but yeah. what's? I want to see the contract. You got to see the contract on this one. All right. Well, let me um, let, let me give you this story that I saw earlier today. Uh, it's actually was written back in December, um, but it's from NBCPhiladelphia.com with the headline, and I hate question headlines, but here it is. Can Eagles afford to keep third-string stud Trey Burton? Here's what it says. He doesn't get that many catches. When they come, he never fails to produce. Welcome to the world of Trey Burton, who is essentially the Eagles' third tight end, but is talented enough that he could probably start for a lot of teams out there. With Zach Ertz out with a concussion, Burton had a career-a-day Sunday. Remember, this was written back in December. With five catches for 71 yards and two touchdowns in the Eagles' 43-35 win over the Rams at L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Remember, that was a huge game when the mm-hmm. when the Rams went... Uh, I'm sorry, when the Eagles went into L.A. and won that game in the uh, the Jared Goff-Carson Wentz Bowl. Uh, Burton's previous high was 65 yards against the Redskins last year, but Sunday came on the heels of a 4-for-42 performance a week earlier in Seattle, that being four catches, 42 yards. Two weeks before that, two catches, 41 yards, So, and a touchdown. So it sounds like this guy did not get a ton of opportunity in Philadelphia. When he did, he delivered. So, again, that gets back to the upside and this is what you do in free agency. And sometimes you got to take these chances you pay for. And what you want to be doing, really, here's what I do like about this, Adam. You you want to be 
paying for projected value, not past performance. So in that regard, I like this because obviously Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are projecting better things, and he comes from a similar offense. So you're taking the guy that didn't get enough opportunity in Philadelphia, bringing him to the offense you want to be here in Chicago, and give him that opportunity. Well, why is he not getting the the opportunities there? Why is he not as good as Zach Ertz? You know, well, is Zach it just Ertz because is pretty, Zach, he's pretty good. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But this guy's still an undrafted free agent from four years ago. So I, I guess I'm more hesitant. I get what you're saying. Everything is a projection. You know, it's like drafting a guy, right? That you're drafting because what he projects to be, not what he did in college, right? That's why all these yeah. Heisman Trophy winners don't really pan out to be great quarterbacks in, in, in the NFL. Uh, I get your argument. I. It does make sense. It, it does. It, it really does. But I want to see the finer details of the deal. I, I, I really do. You know, those may come out in a couple of days or, or whatnot. But um, the beauty is is that how these contracts can be built. But you're right. You're paying for the projection, not for what he's done in the past. And he is a young player, so he fits the Bears' youth movement by all accounts. Seems to be a pretty good uh, personality fit as well. And you're, I like the Eagles' comparison in terms of offensive philosophy. Obviously, you know, Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson come from the Andy Reid tree. So, yeah, it, it does make sense in a lot of ways. I just uh, – Jimmy Graham could have been a nice fit for the Bears. I really believe that. Well, so and, – and by the way, the reason we're being kind of vague about the numbers, it, it, and we, it, I think Adam and I more so than, than most harp on this every year – Wait a few days for the real numbers to come out. The reported numbers, it's not that they're inaccurate, but the fine details of the contract to tend to show how contracts are essentially structured. And there's no better example than the, the last two big quarterback contracts that the Bears did. Going back to Jay Cutler, which was, what, seven years, $142 million? Right, somewhere around there, and what it ended up being three years and and whatever, because those last four years were basically team options the way it was structured, and none of that money was guaranteed. And then last year with Mike Glennon, everyone freaked out about this huge, and they certainly did overpay him for that one year, but they were able to get out of it after one season. So that's why we're being a little bit vague about all the money that we're discussing here today, because we want to see how it's it, it eventually shapes up in the next couple of days. But the early numbers on Trey Burton, uh, this from uh, Ian Rappaport, four years, $32 million deal. Uh, again, we'll have to see what the, um, what the guarantee money is in this thing, but just based on those numbers, $8 million per year. Certainly the, towards the top end for tight ends, so the Bears are paying a decent amount here. For one would say they already overpaid, but again, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. You're, you're paying for projection, and again, I want to see the finer details. Those aren't the finer details of his deal. These contracts cannot be filed or signed for, God, another 24 hours, Adam, and even the filings sometimes take a little bit longer when you start ironing out the, the final details. So at least certain numbers are agreed upon in principle. It's a lot of money. Four years, $32 million for a tight end who had 23 catches last year. That's a lot of money for a, a, a limited amount of production, I would say. And the uh, reports with Trey Burton is that the Lions had heavy interest, too. So um, in that regard, you it, you may have gotten a victory here over division rivals. So now the attention, uh, we'll have to see what happens with Deion Sims. Burton's not necessarily a bad blocker, um, but I don't think he's really 
considered a great blocker either. Oh, either is Adam Sheen. <laughs> well, Adam Sheen. Somebody to block. Right? Well, and that was the the thing about Deion Sims was that he's a blocking tight end. And I'm sorry, I kept pointing it out multiple times last season when I was going through my film study week to week. I didn't think he blocked that well. I I, I thought there were plenty of times, especially when they had him trying to get stretched to the outside on some of those runs to the outside where he would blatantly miss blocks. And so I was a little disappointed in his blocking. Uh, I believe, what is it, Deion Sims' uh, $4 million becomes guaranteed later this week. So uh, I think on Friday, Adam. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to get that money. Nope, 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 nope. But, <laughs> hey, Bears aren't in cap. Hell, they got a lot of cap space, so sometimes you could just let the you know things sort themselves out come camp. But, yes, usually you see players get released when players of their position uh, get signed over them. So, wow, what a free agent class again. That's just another cut from last year's free agent class, you know, for the Bears. But, hey, that's another story, Adam. We're moving on. Yeah. We're moving on to Cincinnati. <laughs> moving on to Cincinnati. Hopefully we don't have to go back to Cincinnati in four more years. That's fine. Um, where was I going to go next? Uh, oh, isn't it kind of weird how these deals are all coming out today and last night? I mean, I don't remember there being this much action before the actual 3 o'clock start to the new year uh, on Wednesday. Technically, right, they're not even supposed to be finalizing these contracts like this. I know even signing it's a different story, but I don't even think they're supposed to be finalizing it the way they have. We got players are out there getting quoted on on their deals already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it'd be Allen Robinson talking to Josina Anderson. So, yes, these deals cannot be signed until Wednesday when the new league year begins. I don't think the NFL minds this at all. There's going to be other deals tomorrow. They're going to have their 24-hour shows with on ESPN and NFL Network. It's all part of the show, people. This is it. Free agency is a big day in the NFL. That's why you created this legal tampering window, right? It are, the tampering has already been going on for years, dating back to the Combine. So, you know, you try to create something to drive interest and I've always thought the NFL does a great job of controlling the calendar. I think by assigning this like three day tampering window, free agency not only not only becomes like one day, right? It becomes like four days of just nonstop news. And the yeah. NFL loves it. And absolutely loves it. They they dominate I don't care what's going on in the NBA, NHL, whatever. Having moves like this being made in the NFL it, it drives conversation. It takes over radio waves. It's going to be all over TV. It's going to be in newspapers, everything online, whatever. The NFL controls the calendar. It really does. I uh, I, I saw an agent yesterday on Twitter kind of complaining about that, like that it it works in the uh, the team's favor because one they capitalize on all this money they get in from just the spectacle of like you said the three day really turns into a week here uh, of constant coverage uh but also the agent was making the case that you know somehow this window actually uh helps the teams drive down prices i'm not exactly sure how that works but i just thought it was interesting that there was a an agent kind of complaining about how this works and maybe if you just had it like go without this window teams would just panic and start overpaying just to make sure they grab a guy uh right at three o'clock but i don't know i like how they do it i i I think it's it's fun um let's also uh, and there's some big there's some other big signings around the league i want to get to before we get out of here uh but but just in terms of the bears do you have any other guys that are on your i don't know bears wish list or guys you think that they should sign Allen robinson was number one for me there is an offensive tackle 
who I think the Bears kind of fits this uh, Trey Burton mold, uh, just in terms of career. Has, hasn't really been a starter, but was forced into starter, starting duty last year and played really, really well. And his name's Chris Hubbard from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, looked well when he, or looked good when he had to start. And the reason that he's leaving is because they have a really good offensive line there and they don't need him. So he's going to go get paid more money. And he's a guy who, much like Trey Burton, the Bears can sign not quite for a, a, a crazy amount of money, but they are going to have to be paying for future projection instead of past performance. But I like the upside with this kid, Chris Hubbard, who's still only 26 years old. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's all about projection. So who are you bumping off the line? Bobby Massey again. I know the Bears have been looking for upgrades there. The Well, they signed Massey, what, two years ago? Look for an upgrade. Last year, Ricky Wagner couldn't make a deal. Uh, where did Wagner sign? Uh, Detroit, right? Yeah, and he got. Well, a, I, I think that was a situation where he ended up getting priced out of the Bears' range. Yes, yes, yes. So back to that responsible spending. Again, I think things are different with Mr. Trubisky here. It's good to see. He's the big winner in free agency this year, right? Man, he is just going to be to be brand new offense. I mean, people forget last year that his starting wide receivers in, in, in some games was it the Saints game? You go to the Saints, you know, you're going against Drew Brees, a guy you look up to, and you're throwing the Trey McBride and Tanner Gentry, you know, and he's got Alvin Kamara and company on the other end. So. Yeah. Obviously, Mr. Biskey has to be excited about this. They're they're doing right by him. Ryan Pace is doing right by him. But yeah, it, how about the the pass rush? Adam, I, I'm worried about offense. the pass rush because there's just not you. You look at at the list of guys available, and like I'm looking at Roto World's um, free agency tracker. I just find it really easy because it's like a simple page, and they update it with guys and their contracts as they get signed. But if you just look at their list of edge defenders. The top guy available is Julius Peppers, and two names down from that is Pernell McPhee. It's not a good, it's not a good crop of free agents here to be signing guys. You need who else is on that list, Adam? You got Sam Acho and Lamar Houston. Those names sound familiar. Yeah, and Willie Young. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's another one. And if you want to reach even farther, David Bass. Remember him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil Emery undrafted free agent signing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good, huh? Not good. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm saying it's a problem because not only that, the, if you don't get Bradley Chubb in the first few picks of the draft, there's a huge drop off there too. So I'm, I mean, this is maybe we can come back to this in a few months or or it, once the season gets going in the fall. But I'm just a little worried that this is turning out to be the 2017 wide receiver situation where you're going to be stuck s- spending or, or here's what I think is going to happen. They're going to be signing a lot of different guys for a lot less money and hoping one or two of them works out. That's That was what essentially the plan turned out to be with the wide receivers last year. It, guys like Victor Cruz, right? And And it just didn't work out. And if there's any kind of injury to Leonard Floyd, God forbid, you're in a lot of trouble. I just... I'm 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 I know it's only March, but I don't like how this is shaping up from a pass rush standpoint. It's one of the reasons why I would have kept Willie Young because 
I thought he was a good mentor for Leonard Floyd. I thought you could still get something out of him. I know the health would – there's no guarantee he's going to play 16 games. Chances are he wouldn't have. But I'm just starting to worry about the depth here. Yeah, I called it the Bears' biggest need heading into the offseason player acquisition period. And people criticized me for that. How can you say that? You got Mitch Trubisky. You know, I need someone to throw the ball to. You need somebody to get after the opposing passer, too, guys. It can't just be all Leonard Floyd who's – look – Love him or hate him, the stats don't lie. He still has a lot to prove. He's got to stay in the field, too. Look at those games played. He hasn't had a full 16 there yet, fellas. So a lot of question marks still about pass rush. I think you just bring in guys. Yeah, it's a great comparison between the wide receiver situation. You just got to bring in bodies. Yeah. Let them compete. Find guys that are in their mid twenties, looking to prove themselves, coming off injuries or you know bad situations, you know organizational changes, whatever. You need bodies. You need competition. Sign a bunch of them. I'm talking like three or four of these guys and let them compete come training camp because they need the help of pass rush. You, you know what? You know what's not going to happen, but an idea I don't hate? Sign Julius Peppers for one year. I mean, you're going to need somebody. He still put up 10 sacks last year. I know he's 38 years old, but like, where else are you going to get production? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I just. This this uh, man, this this group of free agents, and when it comes to edge rushers, uh, <laughs> holy Moses, it's bad. <laughs> no, no kidding. Golly, <laughs> there. You need somebody. I guess you could get maybe like a Tremaine Edmonds or, or someone later in the draft that that offers you some versatility and some pass rush options. But you're right. Bradley Chubb, I don't think I don't foresee him falling to number eight. Well I, you bring up that name, I, I'm kinda worried that that's what's gonna end up happening here. Uh is they end up drafting Tremaine Edmonds who man, I like the I like the the length and the size and the athleticism's great, but he just—he uh, just seems like another one of these tweeners who's—who I—I don't know that he's a pure pass rusher. I—I I think he—he he might end up being a really good inside linebacker uh, in a three-four, but uh, I don't know that that necessarily fixes your problems with, with getting after the quarterback. I just—I have something about that guy. Every time I watch him on tape, there's something that's not clicking for me uh, that I haven't fallen in love with him. Well, he seems to fit the pace profile, doesn't he? He does, freak, though. That's what I'm freak saying. Freak athlete. Yeah. You know, yeah, all the measurables that, that you want. can do a lot of different things. Even like Trubisky had a great 40 time, and he could do different things as a quarterback, you know, moving out of the pocket, read option, all that stuff. He was capable of being – well, he's a versatile player. Leonard Floyd was the same way. Kevin White was – people raved about his athleticism and his versatility, you know, inside, outside, you know, screenplays, all this stuff. So he seems to fit. We're talking about Trey Edmonds, the Virginia Tech uh, linebacker. He seems to fit that pace profile for just extremely athletic playmaker or potential playmaker that pace has targeted in the first round. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I it, that, you made the point better than I did. That's kind of what I was getting at. He just seems like a Ryan Pace pick right now, and I just I don't know that that. I completely like it. But we got plenty of time to talk about the draft. And by the way, we will. Um, 
I know a lot of our regular Hogan Johns listeners have been wondering about the podcast, and we, we always do this type of time of year, pick it up a little bit more, and certainly as we get into April, uh, we'll have tons of episodes leading up to the draft, so you don't have to worry about that. But focusing on free agency today as Hogan Johns takes over Sports Central on WGNRadio.com. The, the, lot of, the word today, and this was I've been predicting this for weeks and saying it's the best fit. Kirk Cousins going to Minnesota, uh, and certainly the news today is pointing that direction. Uh, that's where his first visit is, uh, and I'd like it for for the Vikings. I think it's it's the perfect fit for a guy that I I'm not necessarily I've never really been in love with Kirk Cousins, but I do think he's he's he fits that offense. Uh, John D. Filippo is going to be their offensive coordinator there. Uh, I think that he kind of can be the missing piece for the Vikings, and that's going to make things a lot tougher for the Bears. You know, Case Keenum wasn't half bad, though. Let, let, let's be honest. For a guy that was signed to what a one-year, $2 million deal last year by the Vikings, he turned out to be one heck of a player. Yes, Kirk Cousins is, is an upgrade, a, a major upgrade in my opinion. I, I think I'm higher on him than a lot of people are. I think he's got a smooth delivery, all those things that you want in terms of fundamentals. He's got it. He really does, and he's walking into really a perfect situation. Perfect situation with two good receivers, a good tight end, an offensive line that may need help, but he's not going to be under pressure to deliver as much as he was in Washington. The Minnesota Vikings have an outstanding defense. They're going to help him as well, whether it's delivering him short fields, you know, keeping the uh, the opponents out of the end zone, whatever cliches you, you want to use in terms of football defensively. The Minnesota Vikings defense is going to help out Kirk Cousins just as much as Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are going to do uh, for Kirk Cousins. Perfect situation for them. Favorites to win the NFC North? Adam, what do you think? Uh, they got to be. They got to be. Uh, I... I, I think he's exactly what they need, and, but I talk about this all the time. Windows close very quickly, and that's why I think this is the right... The, the Vikings had to go out there and do this. Uh, even if they're ending up... The reports are $28 million a year. Uh, that's crazy amount of money. Um, and there, I don't know if it, we'll see the, the details, but a lot of people are saying it might all be fully guaranteed, too. So... Um, but you got to do it because you need a quarterback right now. You you have all the other pieces, it seems like. And let's not forget Dalvin Cook's coming back. So I, yep. they, they got to be the favorites, especially because, you know, to, to me, I just look at the Lions like they're consistently in the middle, um, which is fine. But they don't really scare you from a Super Bowl standpoint. And, I, and I've been very vocal on the Packers. Look, as long as they have Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be relevant. But I don't like what they're doing. I don't like how they split up responsibilities in the front office. Uh, I, I think that if they don't win this year, Mike McCarthy could be in trouble just because of the way things, uh, the dominoes fell in the front office. And we're already seeing from Brian Gutekunst, their new GM, it, it, at least the early reports are they're looking at free agents. They're going to be... Uh, dabbling in it more than they have, which I do think they need to do. But if they start overpaying for these guys, I just I just look at the Packers as actually trending downward where the Bears are trending upward right now. Well, they've had defensive holes for years. Aaron Rodgers has just been so good to cover all of them up. Right, He's a great eraser. But now you got problems offensively, right, up front. There's a reason why also that – the Packers were reportedly in the mix for an Allen Robinson or Sammy Watkins or even a Trey Burton. They needed help for, for Aaron Rodgers. Jordy Nelson was not the same player 
has been a great player. He's not that great player anymore. He's becoming good to, to near average now. Randall Cobb, look, when they gave him that deal, I, I don't think he's been the same player. I, I really don't. So, yes, I think Devontae Adams is a good player, but obviously they're trying to find more pieces or younger pieces, faster pieces to put around Aaron Rodgers, and, and they didn't get him. The, the Bears got one of them. So a lot of questions in Green Bay. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is a transcendent talented quarterback, but he's only got one Super Bowl. Yes, they're the Packers, but they got a lot of question marks throughout their roster, especially defensively and now at receiver. Yeah. Um, should we end the show with uh, some kicker news? I, I, I mean, we got to get Brock Olivo, uh, you know, some, some guys to work with, right? We're going to be simple. We're going to play fast. We're going to play hard. We're going to kill it, okay? This is a great acronym, you guys, right? Kill it. Keep it likable and learnable. We'll see if Cody Parkey can kill it. Because the Bears need a kicker. And uh, the reports today saying that the Bears are going to sign Cody Parkey, who's still only 26 years old, actually made the Pro Bowl a few years ago, um, but has bounced around since then. And and an okay season with the Dolphins last year. So, I don't know, man. It's still... We'll we'll see. Another guy... The the, the ghost of Robbie Gold is a real thing. It's killing him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was just um, uh, one of the regrettable decisions made by Ryan Pace. Probably that and Alshon Jeffrey are the two most regrettable decisions I think Pace has made. Obviously, they have their reasons for cutting a lot of these players that they have over the past three or four years. You know, there's got to they need to do a lot of erasing to use another John Fox word. Um, But that one stands out as a glaring mistake. I think you could, I think you make the argument it's, it's his worst move because it, the Alshon thing, it goes two ways, and we know Alshon didn't really want to be here, so you can defend him on that a little bit. And it, Mike Glennon's the other big one, but at least you still got Mitch Trubisky, and the plan all along was to sign one and draft one and get one of the two right. So as glaring as that was and as bad as it looked, they still got their quarterback. With Robbie Gold... He still wanted to be a bear. It didn't really seem necessary to cut him. He, yeah, he had a, he missed a few kicks the year before, but he wasn't like he was horrible. And ever since then, you have not been able to replace him. And Robbie has continued to have a stellar career elsewhere. So to me, I think even though it's the kicker position, I think you can argue that it is Ryan Pace's worst move. Not only have you failed to replace him, but Connor Barth, bad, real bad. You know, Cairo Santos... There's a little optimism there. Then the guy hurts what he hurt his groin or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then he already had groin problems. And, like, well, what's going on? Just a bad look altogether from the start to, to now. So is this Parky guy the answer? I don't know. No one seems to. This Parky <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah, whatever his name is. I don't know. Is, is he the answer for, for Robbie Gold? Regrettable decision by Ryan Pace, for sure. Golly. All right. Uh, well, this was fun, man. Uh, it was fun to take over Sports Central for the day, and we'll probably do it again when the when it makes sense to do so. But, uh, yeah, a, a busy, busy day, and it's going to continue to get busy over the next couple days. You should be still be listening to Sports Central. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll have another podcast. I don't know. If another this- takeover? Another takeover? No. Maybe. 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 But I'll tell you what, at least... Um, the, the live show tomorrow 
uh, as the official league year approaches at 3 o'clock will be a little little difficult, but you're going to want to tune in. We'll have all the reaction because all this stuff is fluid. Um, and maybe Adam will have you jump on a little bit. Uh, and then I'm assuming there's going to be a press conference later this week. So we'll keep you posted. There might be another Hogan Johns, but what I do, uh, another po- Hogan Johns podcast later on this week. But what I do know is Sports Central, you can listen to the rest of the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, either live from 1 to 2 p.m. on WGNRadio.com and the WGN Radio app, or as a podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Search WGN Sports Central. Uh, I know that our Hogan Johns listeners will enjoy it, so please do that. And in the meantime, we're not going anywhere on this podcast. It's the same deal as you heard today. It was the regular podcast, and uh, we appreciate you guys all listening. So please rate and review it. We love it when you do that. And in the meantime, follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. It's going to be a crazy few days. Do your research.